My name is Delaney Keene, and I am a senior here at Pius. I started my freshman year here during COVID right after lockdown. I was so incredibly excited to start high school, and I was constantly anticipating what high school would be like. I am the youngest of four girls, and I always wanted to be included in what my big sisters were doing. So I was always about 10 steps ahead of where I should be. I was always excited for what was next, never content with where I was at. Freshman year hit me straight in the face with reality. My freshman year was the, undoubtedly the worst year of my life. I was hanging out with the wrong crowd, I was playing a sport I absolutely hated, we were all wearing masks, and I was struggling with a class for the first time in my life. I was completely crippled with anxiety and I absolutely hated myself. I stooped into a horrible depression. In November, I was contemplating how much longer I could go on like this. I did not believe in God anymore and I wanted to be put out of my misery. I woke up most mornings and prayed my car would crash on the way to school. On the night of November 14th, I heard news that my older sister's childhood best friend, Tabitha Hefty, had been in a car accident. At first I brushed it off and decided it would all be okay. I remember going to my room to watch TikTok or to do something to get my mind off of it. After a while, I walked to my sister's room, and when she wasn't in there, I knew what had happened. I ran upstairs to find my sister crying in my mom and dad's arms. We all laid together and cried that night. This was the worst pain I had ever experienced. I was so angry at God. Why would he take away the life of someone so vibrant, someone who had deserved to live? I had been praying for my life to end for months, and he took away the life of someone so full of life. After this, I decided to live for Tabitha. I knew that I was still here and that I needed to not take what she could ha not have for granted. I did not automatically have some huge conversion after this. I used a lot of my new desire to try and live in the wrong way. My sophomore year was filled with a lot of things that I am not proud of. I began to seek validation from the wrong places. I allowed myself to be disrespected and I wanted my body to be seen as a prize. Anytime I grabbed the attention of a boy, I was overjoyed just to feel completely unsatisfied later. I went on like this for a while, but God was stirring in my heart during this time. I started to reflect on who I was, and I didn't like when I, what I saw when I looked in the mirror. I had always prided myself on wanting to be a good person and being someone who is compassionate and firm in their beliefs. But honestly, I wasn't that nice of a person. I wasn't being a great friend, and I was often gossiping. I was filled with anger and resentment. The summer before my junior year, I focused a lot on myself. I wanted to make some sort of change in my life, and I was beginning to love myself again. My junior year, I decided to join campus ministry. My mindset going into campus ministry was that I wanted to continue to work on myself. I do believe in God. I just don't really want to be super Catholic. This was the best decision I think I have ever made. As I started to become more involved, my heart started to change. I started to listen and I wanted more and more. I began changing my habits and seeking the truth. In January, I read a Catholic book by Matthew Kelly called I Heard God Laugh. I would highly recommend this book to anyone who is trying to start their journey of prayer and doesn't know where to begin. I began praying every day and it became something I couldn't live without. God's timing is always perfect because I needed God throughout the spring of my junior year more than ever. I started to face a lot of health problems during the spring of my junior year. I was constantly fatigued and I was battling a lot with stomach problems. I went through a ton of testing during this time and during a CT scan, they found a lesion on my pancreas. 
This was one of the scariest moments of my life. I was having all sorts of scans and blood work done. I absolutely hated the doctor, and now there was a serious possibility that this could be something very bad. Right after I found this out, I attended Restore. I brought this issue to a prayer team with Sister Guadalupe. In my prayer team, Sister walked with me through my fears and asked what I wanted God to do for me. We talked about the Holy Spirit and allowing ourselves to be open to God's will and plan. She told me the story of the hemorrhaging woman. I'll read this to you all now. Now, there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years. She had endured much under many physicians and had spent all that she had, and she was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. For she said, If I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately her hemorrhage stopped, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And immediately Jesus, perceiving in himself that power from him had gone out, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see the woman who had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be cured of your disease. Sister referenced that the passage was in Mark. Of course, it is not just in Mark, but that is where she referenced it to me. When I went home to pray with my Bible, I had left off at Mark 5, the chapter where this passage is. I was shocked and I opened my hands to pray with the scripture. I cried in my bed as I asked the Holy Spirit to enter in me. Now, just so everyone knows, the Holy Spirit does not mess around. If you pray to the Holy Spirit, you need to be prepared for what will happen. That night, I felt the Holy Spirit enter in me. It was literally the coolest feeling I have ever experienced. I felt an overwhelming sense of peace, and I heard God tell me that I would be okay. Throughout this time, I had spent a lot of time talking to my Ishtar Bank about my difficulties. If you have never had my Ishtar as a teacher, you are missing out because she is one of the most caring women I have ever known. The next day I went to class, my Ishtar announced that during our study hall, she would be showing a clip from The Chosen of the hemorrhaging woman. I felt like I was being slapped across the face. Obviously, Jesus was trying to tell me something. A week or two later, I went on tech. When I arrived, I immediately noticed that one of the group leaders was Julie Hefty, Tabitha Hefty's mother. Julie Hefty is such an amazing inspiration to me and truly leaves traces of her love everywhere she goes. Julie was the first to talk at tech, and it's safe to say I cried through the entire thing. At the end of her talk, she passed out a piece of paper with song lyrics on it that she had referred to in her talk. At the bottom of the sheet of paper was the passage of the hemorrhaging woman. I literally did not know what to do with myself, but my jaw hit the table. Everything in my life has been connected. It could be a huge coincidence that the passage that was shown to me in prayer teams happened to be right where I was in my Bible, as well as the clip my Easter decided to show, and it could also be a coincidence that Julie Hefty was at my tech and also referred to the exact same passage. But I know God was speaking right to me. I knew God was real and he was hearing my prayers. This passage has continued to find me when I need it, and is something that always reminds me of how good God is. I would be a coward to stand up here and tell you I've been perfect since all of that happened. I wish I could tell you I never sin anymore, or that I'm never even tempted, but that would be a lie. I still have to go to confession often, and I am oftentimes giving in to the devil. The devil still sits on my shoulder trying to pull me away, but God has always been holding his hand out to me, ready for me to take it. 
I'm the kind of person who has to be in control of everything. I like to be in the driver's seat, I like to make plans, and I like to understand and regulate my emotions. I have left fingernail marks in everything I have ever loved, figuratively, because I am constantly grasping for some sort of control. Being unable to control someone's opinion and perception of me and being unable to control God's plan for me is something I've wrestled with a lot. Trusting in God has slowly allowed me to relax my grip. You and I cannot control the way the rest of the world perceives us. No matter how much effort I put in, how much intentional I tried to be, not everyone will appreciate or understand the intent. God knows and loves every part of you. This brings me to a quote that a dear friend showed me. It reads, And now that you do not have to be perfect, you can be good. Allow yourself to make mistakes and to know that you are never alone because God is there for you. You can never fully rely on the people of this world because ultimately people will disappoint. God is the never, one never-changing stable thing we can rely on. This past month has been extremely difficult for me, and it has been difficult to lean into Jesus, but Jesus has been walking with me. He has shown me grace in the places people have not. Jesus is holding out his hand to every single one of you. Jesus is not grabbing you by the wrist. He is simply waiting for you to take his hand. This year has been full of ups and downs, but I have been extremely blessed with the people put in my life. I have incredible examples of faith. My biggest blessing this past year have been some of the friends put in my life. I have been able to sit and dissect every little thought I have and how that translates into my faith. I have shared some very ugly parts about my life with my friends, and they have always listened and shown me grace. Surrounding yourself with people who help you grow closer to God is so important. It is sometimes so hard to be vulnerable with someone about how far you have strayed from the faith or the sins you have committed. It is so important, though. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be a priest, a best friend, someone on the campus ministry team, anyone. The way you're talking around your friends is also very important. If you're surrounding yourself with people who are not nice, it says a lot about your own character. I would say the biggest accomplishment throughout my faith journey is how I treat people on an everyday basis. In the book I mentioned earlier, I Heard God Laugh, Matthew Kelly talks about making everything you do a prayer. When you're walking through the hallway at school, it is a prayer. When you're sitting with your friends at lunch, it is a prayer. If you are attributing all your actions to God throughout your day, you are in a constant state of prayer. Obviously, we must still pray in other forms, and sometimes you are going to forget to be attributing everything to God, but the more you do it, the easier it will become. Use your words intentionally to show God's love. This doesn't mean you need to be shouting and preaching at every person you know. This just means the more you show your love and joy to others, the more they will be inspired. The times I have felt most connected to my faith was when I could see God in someone else. Be the person who leads by example. To be holy is to be set apart. Be a light in this world. There is a reason that you are here tonight. There is some tug on your heart that got you here. Lean into that tonight during adoration. Reflect on who you have been this past school year. Who do you want to be and who are you now? Lastly, look for Jesus' hand reaching out to you. Jesus is trying to speak to you in some way, but you have to be open to it. Lean into these things tonight and take advantage of the community surrounding you. Listen to the music, go to prayer teams, and go to confession. What you get out tonight might be different from the person next to you, but I promise Jesus is speaking to us all in different ways. Thank you.